Hello, and welcome back to the MSK Project. I'm Joy, your host, and today we have a special guest. Hello, my name is Carla. Okay, guys, today our topic is on who is at your table. So we're going to open up with prayer and just let the Holy Spirit lead us. Okay. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. I pray that whatever needs to be said, that you would allow it to be said on this podcast. If there's anything you don't need to touch on, that you would just hold us back, Lord God, that we would stay on topic, and that um, those who are listening in would get something out of this and learn to trust you and hear more from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I started off, usually I try to find like the definition of what we're talking about, but this time I was like, I'm going to let us define what we think a real friend is before we look in the Bible. So. I'm going to let you kind of give your definition of what you believe a friend is. Now, that's hard to do it without thinking about the Bible, because it feels like that's the standard. So, now, having known Jesus, um, a friend is faithful. Um, they're there when you need them the most, whether it's, you know, you're on the highest of heights or the lowest of lows. They're there. Um, they're loving, and they'll tell you the truth no matter what. I think that's very important. And that's how you separate the ones who are just there, mm-hmm. who are there versus the one that care about you regardless right. of your feelings and stuff like that, you know? They'll tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. So for me, you're definitely right about, you know, what the Bible says about us having what a real friend is based on the Bible. And I think we have different, you know, definitions based on personal experience, but that is the best way to go about it. Because I think starting off when you think about a friend, it's like, oh, someone who's nice to me or someone who treats me nicely and, you know, makes sure I'm I'm good and straight. But, like, when we actually look at it, it's so much more to being a friend. You know, the trust that comes with it, but the truth, the truth as well, because you don't want to be friends with someone who can't tell you something. Truthfully, that could help you or keep you from doing something that maybe you shouldn't be doing, whatever it may be. But... That I think those are like really, really important things. Being trustworthy and being able to tell the truth to that person. And also just being able to sacrifice for that person too. Because if you're not willing to give part of yourself, like I feel like that's, that's relationship with a friend to be able to sacrifice and do what you can. I mean, even if you know you can't, I think that communication would be there to be like, okay. I can't do that for you or, you know, I'm unable to at the time, but just even knowing that you could reach out to them, I think that's like a true friend. Yeah. All right. So I kind of started off just like at the beginning. I, I That's literally what I was like. When you think about friends, God designed us to have relationships. He himself was never alone. He had himself, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all from the beginning. He said in Genesis, let us Make mankind out of our image. So I think just him even having that in the first chapter of the Bible just lets us know how important it is to have 
friendship, community, whatever it is, just, you know, because it, it's like he was never alone. So why should we be? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything you have to say on that part? But <laughs> all right. But yeah, I think we, we just have to kind of learn the importance of even having friends. Because I was definitely one of those people, please don't come for me, but I was one of those people that would be like, oh, that's my associate. Like, same, <laughs> literally same. I used to be like, um, you know, we're not really friends, but we kind of associate. We talk here and there, trying to be petty, I guess. <laughs> but I think I, I did that because, in general, I didn't have good experiences with, not, you know, not with all of my friends, but just in general, you've come across some people that may have been fake to you or whatever it may be, but. Um, but it was unfair of me to say that, knowing that I had at least one good friend, right. you know, yeah. just giving them their recognition. And I never really thought about, you know, just, you know, uplifting the friends that you do have yeah. instead of just like cutting everybody off. Like, no, they did me wrong. So I yeah. <laughs> gotta, no. I wonder if it's an uh, insecurity thing, too, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, because I think I was like that growing up. It's like I kept everyone in the arm's length, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, mm, that's my associate, like, we're cool, or whatever, but I never really gave myself to them, yeah. if that makes sense, that mm-hmm. sacrificial part, right, mm-hmm. where your heart is on the line now, you're literally, emotions, you really care about them, mm-hmm. and you let them know that, so mm-hmm. it could be a whole lot with that. That's so mm-hmm. That is, because <laughs> I'm still getting convicted. I'm like, <laughs> well, so even though um, we've touched on how important it is as a Christian, I also think it's important to have discernment mm-hmm. in pagan friends because mm-hmm. the Bible definitely says to love everyone. That's, you know, our biggest thing. That was our biggest commitment to love everyone. And I think that sometimes people fail to realize that you can love people and not trust them. Mm-hmm. Like, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to, like, literally spill out all of your secrets to people just because you have love for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think think that's that's where it it gets tricky because it's like, okay, I love them, but you don't have to, you know, allow them to have access to that part of you where you have to, you know, I don't know. That's just something I was like, uh uh-uh. That is so, that's so true. And it's literally, like, when you said that, I was thinking of two scriptures, Mm -hmm. one in... Proverbs twelve twenty six, mm-hmm. and it said the righteous should choose his friends carefully, mm. for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Mm. And also, when you talk talked about trusting them, even though you love them, mm-hmm. um, I thought of John two mm-hmm. twenty three and twenty four. It said, "Now when he was in Jerusalem, talking about Jesus mm-hmm. at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name mm-hmm. when they saw the signs which he did." But Jesus did not entrust himself to them because mm. he knew all men. And he had no need that no need that anyone should testify of men, for he knew what was in them. Like oh, wow. Yeah. And of course Jesus loves us all. Mm-hmm. But even with friendship with Jesus, like that's costly. Mm. He loves you. But if you want his heart, you have to come after it. Ooh. He's not just gonna give it to you. Okay. And likewise with us, yeah. right? With people. I love all people mm-hmm. because Jesus loves them, that's mm-hmm. what he does. But I'm not gonna trust myself with everyone. So right. That's really that's true. That's good. Oof. Yeah, I think wow. 
I'm so happy you found those. Cause I did not. <laughs> I was, yeah. Wow, but no, seriously, because a lot of times people wonder, you know, why did they do me this way, or why did we just fall off all of a sudden and never start talking again? But it's like, did you pray about that friendship? Did you, you know, like, Lord, did you let them come into my life for a reason or something like that? Because I mean, even with you know friendships that did like might not have lasted he obviously could have made something out of that situation like i'm sure you could have learned something from it but i do believe that if we went about it the right way we could save ourselves a lot of trouble if we just discerned it and not just you know just outright trusting anybody Mm -hmm. and like even when you just allow people just to come into your life that also makes room like for the enemy to come in Mm because you're letting them speak things into your life that you may not even want there like stuff that you may have been praying about now they're praying against your prayer like you don't know what people have on their mind I mean not to say that everyone is out to get you but you do have to remember we're all human and our hearts were like we're corrupt yeah <laughs> let's be honest sin is in the world so you know I feel like you should you don't have to have a guard up all the time but you should be careful like like um that one said mm-hmm. just to be careful use your discernment to just keep watch because I feel like that's also part of guarding your heart. Because I think when we go back to that scripture, people automatically assume it's relationship or something like that. But no, you can guard your heart in friendships as well. I think it's really, really important. And, and we don't highlight that part of it. Because I think we think just as Christians that we're supposed to be naive. Everybody thinks you're mm-hmm. supposed to be nice. You're supposed yeah. to be this. Yeah. But it's like Jesus had a few moments when he got angry. It's okay to have emotions. But just in a godly manner. It should be in a holy way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, you know, you don't have to go out and argue with this person or make it known that, you know, y'all aren't friends. You don't have to go out of your way to do stuff like that. But, you know, you can set boundaries up, you know, and just exactly. go about it that way. Yeah, I think when you mention about guarding your heart, too, like, that just, again, the part of the verse when we read in Proverbs twelve twenty six. The second half of that says, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Mm. And I don't think people understand the importance of guarding your heart. Like, mm. not necessarily just building walls up because you're insecure and trusting people, but in a sense of not letting anyone and everyone just have a piece of your heart and of yeah. your emotions. You're not wearing your heart on your sleeve mm. because you can be led astray. Yeah. And I think one thing that some of us, even me, when I was younger, a younger believer, I thought, well, surely, like, I'm influencing all my friends because I'm right. a Christian, right? Like, even if they don't really love Jesus or live for him, like, me being around them will influence them. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the Lord's like, no, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not strong enough to do that because mm-hmm. you're still young and you haven't, not necessarily young in age, but spiritually, mm-hmm. like, you haven't spent enough time with me to have that strong foundation to where you can influence them. Right. Um so you have to be careful that they're not leading you astray slowly without you realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think of First Corinthians fifteen thirty three as well that says, "Do not be deceived; evil company corrupts good habits." Mm. That come on. So that one is huge too. Yes. That goes along with that. Like you have to be very careful. You might not think that anything's happening, but mm-hmm. go try to sit with the Lord for ten minutes and mm-hmm. see if you can't. If you feel agitated or you feel like you can't be with him or you can't read your word, that's that gap that's now forming between you and God. And you don't even realize it's happening wow. until you can't be in his presence without feeling like you need to do something else or 
you're not in love with him the way you used to be, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to be very careful with that. Um, important, important to make sure. And what's crazy about, you know, good company corrupting, or bad company, <laughs> bad company corrupting good character, mm-hmm. I think when some people try to go against that scripture and they'll say things like, well, Jesus surrounded himself with sinners and Jesus, you know, was around. And I'm like, he was perfect mm-hmm. and he was already strong enough. Like yes. he is God himself. Mm-hmm. So he was able to withstand like that obviously would not be. Yes, I'm sure he came across temptations. But like I said, he was strong enough to withstand those things that it could not affect him. And he said, oh, Lord, I wish I remember the scripture, but I just read it last night. But he said, like, you're of this world, but I'm not of this world. Mm-hmm. So he knew that those type of things would not, you know, those wouldn't affect him. He could be in their presence and still be able to represent the kingdom without it, you know, corrupting his good character. Right. And we have to realize we are human. So it definitely will, especially if we're based in Christ, it can definitely, you know, cause us to backslide or things like that. Just have us you know, kind of on the fence about our faith. If you're not strong enough to withstand those things, do not put yourself in that situation, please. <laughs> please don't. Because yeah. we're not strong enough to do it, especially not on our own. If you didn't come in praying and already seeking God about entering that environment or wherever it may be, then I don't think it's smart to just throw yourself into that situation because mm-hmm. you, you're probably going to fail, especially if you're yeah. by yourself. We know. We, we, we can be honest with ourselves and be like, okay, my relationship with the Lord is not that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going to church, but I don't really know God. So for me to sit out here and say, yeah, I can go partying or go to this with my friend or whatever, and I just won't drink or I just won't do the things that I can be in the environment, that's already the devil. <laughs> like, he's already like, yeah, he's telling you, yeah, you'll be fine. Right. Go ahead. But we have to be real. Like, do we really love the Lord mm-hmm. the way we say we do? Because if there's no fruits of that, mm-hmm. you're going to be in big trouble. When you're in those situations, mm-hmm. and you realize, I'm not strong enough. Mm-hmm. That temptation is very great right now. Like, I cannot control this. Yes. And that's being that slave to sin that we are in, you know, like we need Jesus to strengthen us in that and free us from that. So. Mm-hmm. You just have to be honest with yourself. You know, you're not able to do that. Don't test it. Don't mm-hmm. tempt yourself. Like, the devil is going to come and tempt you, but don't put yourself in that. Yes. Just you know you're not stronger. And I and I told myself, I remember when I got, you know, started being serious about God, I thought, like she said, I thought that I could hang around, like, old friends or hang in my old surroundings. Because I was like, okay, you know, my light will shine and they'll change. I can't change nobody. (laughs) The Holy Spirit has to touch their hearts. Now, they may see a difference in my life, a difference in my walk that maybe will pique their interest, but just in general thinking that I'm able to make them start coming to church with me or make them start reading their Bible. Like, that's not really, it's not realistic. Um, So I had to learn myself to to surround myself with people who were like-minded. I think that is really, really important. Like if you are new, if you're a new Christian or you're a babe in Christ, it's really important to find those who are like you, who can like uplift you, who can speak life and good things into you. Because I think that is a huge like part of your growth in Christ. Because I don't think you can, you can't grow in the same environment that you were in before at all. Like there's no way you'll be able to just change like a light switch with the people that are surrounding you. If they were the same ones, 
and you know doing simple things with you i don't think that's even logical to think that they could lead you in the right path if y'all were all doing the same simple things together i mean of course invite them tell them about you know what the lord has been doing in your life but also don't think that that's just yeah it's boundaries once again yeah just know that it's not you who's going to change them keep praying for them but you may have to keep your distance yeah sometimes i just get rid of no i think that you were kind of going to touch on it um but i just thought about iron sharpening iron you know like you can't if that person is not an iron Mm -hmm. they're clay like they're not gonna sharpen you if anything they'll dull Mm -hmm. you you know what i'm saying like you need good company someone that can challenge you and help you grow it's important jesus knew we needed each other he said don't forsake the assembling of yourselves and there's so many other instances where he wants us to gather because it does um to help each of us yeah the gift he puts in each of us we're one body right Mm -hmm. so again like the finger can't say i don't need yeah the the wrist or the elbow Mm -hmm. or whatever we truly do need each other um once we're all in him we need that help of one another so that we can feel body of christ like yeah. honestly it's know? just unity yeah it's unity like how can we be unified if we're not together and we're not helping each other so. Ooh. now i'm just gonna like transition into the trust part we talked about how important that is in in friendship and so i believe that it's like especially in this generation it's so easy to offend people and they automatically want to say you're not their friend because maybe you told them the truth. Maybe you have to give them a bit of tough love because they're doing whatever they're doing. But it's so easy for people to be like, oh, she's fake because this. And she was so rude with how she said this. And I'm like, you know, of course you're going to know your friends. And if they need tough love, sometimes you have to say things in a way for them to get it. We're hard-headed. I said that in the last episode. We are really hard-headed people. And so I think sometimes you have to address some of your friends in that way but i just um looked up the scripture of uh, proverbs 27 6 that says faithful are the wounds of a friend but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful now when i think about that i immediately thought about judas <laughs> kissing jesus yeah. he was with him the whole time and from outward looking people would assume they were friends mm. and even the act of him kissing jesus on the cheek before he betrayed him people still might have thought oh that's just friends Wow. You know, loving on each other, just looking from the outside. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, when I'm so serious when I say that within the the twelve disciples, there were so many like just bickering and things between each other. But there were true friends there within them. You know what I mean? They were truthful with one another, and sometimes it was hard to hear from another friend. So I this I, I said that scripture just to say, even if you have a friend that you felt like may have, you know, was, I don't know, maybe just rude with how they said something or even in general just telling you the truth and you didn't like it, maybe revisit that friend or just see what God has to say about that friendship. Because honestly, our friendship may look different than God's friendship for us. Like there's certain people that are in my life now, I would have never thought we'd be friends. Like just off of just, even just off of first impressions, whatever it may yeah. be. So I think you definitely have to know that do not let your emotions or just in general, don't be so sensitive to where them telling you the truth will kind of 
make you run or run away from the friendship because I don't think it's always wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. If they're leading you the wrong way or they're telling you something you know you shouldn't be doing, like, yeah, that's not a friend. But, like, I mean a friend who's actually been there for you and is giving you tough love or is telling you the truth and you just don't want to accept it. You have to be honest with yourself. They've been a friend. They've been real this whole time. So maybe I have to take an inward look at it. Right. You know? Yeah. I think when you know that they genuinely care about your soul, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, you as a person, then you have to make sure that you're not getting offended and that is blocking what you're receiving. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like what the Lord is trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Because I have been, there's two types, like you said. Like there's some people who, they're really just offer themselves and they're using you. You yeah. know, that, you know. So it's like they're telling you all these things, but it's really manipulation. Mm-hmm. So if you can feel that or whatever, but they don't generally care about your soul or really love you um, per se. But once you know, like this person is for me, like they are not going to gain anything from yeah. from telling me this. You know, mm-hmm. saying like they obviously must care about me. Yes, it hurt. Mm-hmm. Like. It hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The truth hurts, yeah. but it also sets you free. Yes. So it's, it. it's really important to know, like, okay, if I'm getting offended, why am I getting offended mm-hmm. for? Like, go to the Lord, and he'll tell you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I think that's important, just to know the difference. Who really love you, mm-hmm. you love your soul, not what they can get from you. Yes. That's People it. will manipulate you. That's mm-hmm. just, that's how it is in this world. You have to have discernment again, mm-hmm. you know? So. And that also goes back to their fruit. If you see how their life is lined up, that's going to automatically tell you whether or not they, they like, whatever they're telling you is trustworthy enough to be like, okay, I actually need to listen to what they're saying. Because that, that's the hugest thing. Like, if you see that their fruit are not lining up with what they are claiming to be or with the Christian they are claiming to be, you know, if that's not lining up, that should be an automatic, like, no, no. Like, yeah. I can't. You'll know them by the fruit. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was on that note. I was about to say, what are your red flags in a, a bad friend? But I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, to be honest. So, okay. So some of my friends, my closest friends now that I have, we talk about this a lot, but there are some people that you get around and they just drain you. Mm, true. Like you leave the conversation so drained. You leave the experience is exhausted spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally. Um, and then there are some you get around and you're literally refreshed. Mm. And Paul said that too. Oh, I wish I, I think I wrote it down somewhere, but he was talking to the church. I think it was the Corinthians church mm-hmm. or something. And he said like after he left them, he felt refreshed. Wow. And I was like, oh mm. my goodness. Like I have, I know that I have friends like that. And mm-hmm. I thought, I was just thinking like, thank you, Lord for these people that mm-hmm. I feel like my spirit has been refreshed like they just poured the word into me and we don't even have to necessarily be reading scripture but it's the Holy Spirit in them mm-hmm. that is speaking and it's like man like I'm just so refreshed leaving this so yeah. um, the ones that do drain you when you feel that like man I just I felt like I was just here and my ear was just like a garbage can <laughs> to them like it was just like they're throwing all their doubts on me but yeah. they don't even want truth they just want to like throw out their issues. Yeah, they just want to vent. Yeah. But they don't really want you to say anything. Just be there. Um, That's a red flag for me. Mm Because it's like, I'm good to talk to you for about 15 minutes, 10 minutes before we start talking about Jesus. Like, 
Please. And if we're not talking about Jesus, like, I don't know how far this is going to go, you know? <laughs> because we're not making any progress. We're not making progress. Yeah. And we honestly, like, he's truly the answer to every little thing, mm-hmm. too, you know? Um, so it's like, if I'm going to share him, but you don't want to receive that mm-hmm. or anything like that, yeah. that's, that's really hard to remain friends or be close with someone yeah. like that. I think another red flag, oof, how do I follow that up? I don't know. I think another um, red flag for me is just messiness mm-hmm. in general. Because because I, I feel like, really just in this generation, because I don't see it a lot in, like, older generations. Yeah, gossip, yeah. But, like, just in general, just gossiping for no reason. Like, not to even help this other person that they're talking about, just talking bad on others. I think that's a red flag because it's like, I mean, even if it's coming from a a state of jealousy or whatever it is, I have never liked the idea of people not liking someone else because their friend doesn't like them or because they have something bad to say about them. Because I feel like that could also block a few like blessings or Mm -hmm. things you may need from people just because, you know, your so-called friend doesn't like them and they're sharing bad things about this person or sharing or just in general just being pessimistic just you know like even about a situation it could be like like why are you bringing everyone down with you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I think that's something that you definitely have to to be aware of and especially now like I said because I feel like I see it more now than ever just when people get in friend groups and then they kind of just play follow the leader of what that person feels about other people and other situations um so yeah, I think just I, I in general between the both of our answers, I think you need to be looking for just someone who is uplifting mm-hmm. in situations. Like it should never feel like it should. It's just like she said, just draining you, draining you, draining the day, makes you want to just go home. Like because I've been in places, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I am ready to go. Uh, and another thing, I think it's another red flag. If you are a Christian, I think you should have Christian friends. Yes, you can be you know, in situation, like if you know that you have friends that you want to minister to or you want them mm-hmm. to know the Lord, I don't think there's anything wrong with hanging around them. If it's in just, you know, like regular settings, like don't, I don't think it's smart to go to like parties or just, you know, don't tempt yourself. You no know, ministry happens. Right. Like you cannot, be real. you cannot minister to somebody at a party. I don't think so. I'm sorry. I mean, use your, use whatever, you know, like convicts you but like for me personally I can't see myself doing something like that Mm -hmm. that. so I think if they aren't they don't have their head on straight in general because I think I have like a few friends who may not be of the faith but they are good company to where it's like you know I can see myself you know just going out to eat with you or something Mm -hmm. they're not cursing in my ear Mm -hmm. they're not gonna drink anything while I'm around like I mean some people feel convicted themselves to not do stuff around you but like if you're willing to respect me, I can respect you. You know, is that it? Like, because, like, don't disrespect my religion because you don't want to, like, I think if they start disrespecting your God, disrespecting yeah. your beliefs, what you, you know, are trying to make for yourself through God, mm-hmm. if they're trying to, to, like, attack those, like, foundational beliefs, I think that's definitely a red flag. Please do not change yourself or change what you are believing in. Don't change your God. Yeah. for other people mm-hmm. like yeah that's huge the respecting it's respecting the boundaries that you set mm-hmm. you know and I think that there's there's a lot of people I'm sure that we have in our lives that are like that and mm-hmm. you're like okay 
Like, I don't feel like I need to cut this person off. Yeah. They don't necessarily believe, but they're also not against or, like, attacking what I'm believing. Yeah. And then those are the perfect, I would call them, like, some of the easy ways to minister to those kind of people. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they're receptive Mm -hmm. in a way of, like, they'll listen. Mm -hmm. They might not be quick to be like, okay, like, let me go to church with you tomorrow. Like, they might not be like that, but the fact that they're still around you, that means that they're even desiring something that you have, but Mm -hmm. they just don't know how to say it. And they're not going to say, like, oh, I just want to, you know, be with Jesus or whatever, but their soul longs for the Lord. So it's like you being around them, they're attracted to it. And they just might not have the words for it, but they're like, okay, like I respect this person Mm -hmm. because they have something that I need, but I just don't even know how to say that. Mm. So once you're aware of that, I think those are the best. Like you continue to be around them and let that light completely shine and let the Holy Spirit minister to them through just conversation, Mm -hmm. through eating, you know what I'm saying? Like you never know what could happen in those. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think just, yeah, knowing those two. Like we were saying, like knowing the ones that completely drain you, that yes. they care less what you believe in. They don't really want to talk about the Lord or they don't care. You have to know how to go about those. And then the ones that aren't sure, but they still want to be around you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can definitely identify them. For sure, because I think they're also a bit more open to the, because mm-hmm. like, like I, you were really right about how it's a bit easier because you don't have to minister by shoving your religion down no. the throat. Like, Mm-mm. I'm sure they're going to run away by then. But, like, <laughs> even yeah. if they don't, that's yeah. not, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. But even just showing them God's love, exactly. I think yeah. that is a testament in itself. They're going to notice your friendship is a bit different than their other friendships. And I think over time, they will be drawn more to, like, okay, well, you know what? Like, I think I will join you. Yeah. this weekend for church or something like that and even if it's not church like even if it's like yeah like just talking having yeah. regular conversation or yeah. even just like you know what like I think I want this scripture just start you know just planting small exactly. seeds in them because I don't think it has to come like in one day yeah. we need you to repent right now like yeah I don't think that's really necessary I think it just comes with time mm-hmm. spending time with that person mm-hmm. okay so on that note I just wanted to say this one thing we don't Take every opportunity that we can, especially when it comes to, like, being with those friends and you're sharing a meal or whatever. Don't feel the pressure to invite them to church. Mm. That is not biblical. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just be real. Like, Jesus didn't say go and tell everybody to come to church. (laughs) He says to preach the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. And what is the gospel? The gospel is about him. It's about what he did, right? Mm -hmm. And it might not even sound so, like, in the conversation, the Holy Spirit will lead you, but just tell them about Him. Mm. That could be in any form. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, the basics is He came, He died for us, like, He rose from the dead. Like, that is the gospel of Christ, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. But then, and just, if it's a normal conversation, you're just talking, just, it's okay to mention, just like, the Lord did this the other day. Mm-hmm. Or like, Jesus is so good. He did this. Like, just talk about him. It's not about trying to get anyone in church because you can get them in that building and they'll sit in that building for years mm-hmm. and never know the Lord. Come on. And when he comes back, he's not going to say, you went to church, so you get to make it. No. Mm-mm. Like, you have to know me. Mm-hmm. So take that pressure off of, like, trying to get them in church because that's, like, the typical religious route. And yes. it scares people away immediately. Like, they don't even want to hear anything else. It's like, why are you just trying to get me to come to church? Yeah. Like, it's not the church they need. It's Jesus that they need. So it's okay to share him and 
share things that he's done or that's what it is. We were talking, Joy and I were talking about the Holy Spirit and the reason he came and there's so many mm-hmm. things that we attribute with that. But Jesus said when he came, when the power comes on you, it's for you to be a witness. Mm-hmm. So really what we need to be asking the Lord is help me to testify about you. Yeah. Witness to other people about you in mm-hmm. every aspect because he's so huge, right? The Lord is not just one simple man like he's so loving he's so kind Mm -hmm. he's so good like the peace that comes with him and just sharing those experiences that we've had with him with people Mm -hmm. you would be amazed like they would rather hear that than you say hey can you come to church with me like asking them every week literally come to church you know so anyway and i still don't understand why that was a thing because when you think about it, I mean, don't get me wrong, after they've grown in their walk, they're mm-hmm. going to be drawn to church exactly. anyways. They're going to want to be in a building and to be able to, like, actually worship God in a community. Mm-hmm. So I think that will come eventually anyways. But, like, their salvation, I mean, at least I know too many people who have actually reached the peak of their relationship with God was not even in church. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of people who just, it might have been in the comfort of their room yeah. that they actually felt his presence for the first time. So, like, I don't think the church is a, it doesn't have to be associated with, like, our salvation. Because yeah. people really confuse the building. The people are the church. Yeah. We're the church. So, you you can take the church to them. <laughs> you really can. Like, it doesn't have to be you dragging them to sit beside you in church service. Like, I mean, because I know, like, a lot of people, they kind of get, you, you have to realize, like, the church itself is a part of religion as well. We've made it a part of religion that you have to go there every Sunday. You have to go on Easter. You have to go on this day, that day. And so I think when you take, I think when people stop looking at it as just a something you have to have in your faith, I think we would understand that it's more important to have that relationship, that genuine relationship with God. Yeah. Because they can work on their relationship at home. They can work on it throughout their day, just even talking to God throughout their day. Yeah. Like, that's what I've told. I've told many people, like, even when I may have missed, like, because I know sometimes if I woke up late, I'll be rushing to work. And so I try to just keep him on my mind, even just like if it's small prayers throughout my day. Yeah. I don't remember who the um, pastor was that my mom was talking about, but she was just saying that he said, like, I try not to go. Like, I, or I try to go like every 15 minutes, at least once all without, like, about God. Like, if He's not on your mind throughout the day, there's something wrong. Like, I feel like He should be on your mind mm-hmm. each and like each and every moment you can. Cause I know, you know, me, my mind is just like everywhere throughout yeah. the day, but just to think like He can get every few minutes. Yeah. Just me thinking about Him, just me talking to Him or whatever it may be. So I feel like even if you start with small, just, fundamental things for them to know they will be drawn to want to go to church with you I don't think you have to start with that just let them know like Jesus loves them and that you know they will see from your life what he's doing in in you and and they will be drawn to that for sure like she said they'll see the light you be the witness your life is is being the witness Mm -hmm. you know not just telling them about it but Mm -hmm. if your life does not show it we might as well stop (laughs) It's all in vain, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, have yes. Okay. I think you have any other closing words? Because I feel like, oh man, I don't hit so many, many points. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. It's so good. I, I don't know. I, I don't know because I feel like if I take it, even if I continue, <laughs> I feel like 
there's so much in this one space. So many things that you should look for. You know what? I do have a question. Can you think of any like, like real friends examples in the Bible that you can think about, just as like a mirror reflection of what we can look into to look forward to? I think for me, I'll give you some time. <laughs> for me, I thought about. I feel like this is a typical one, but I thought about Jesus and John just because mm-hmm. I believe they were so honest with one another, but they had that love for each other, like. Yeah. It, it just was there. Like, you could tell that many, even even in John's writing, I feel like you could just tell, like, the respect that he had for his friend. Yeah. Mind you, he was the only one at his, at his at the cross when he died. I think that's also really significant. He was the only one there. Yeah. Out of all of the disciples, he was the only one there. I think that is just really significant. He was there through everything, if I'm being honest. I think that shows that real ride or die type of mentality. I think that is a friendship that everyone should like kind of look to because it's just like there was so much loyalty within it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They talked about each other with the same type of (laughs) like enthusiasm. He said there is no greater than John. (laughs) Like literally. Yeah. Born of a woman, no greater than John. So I think that's just like a testament of like how much they loved and respected one another as friends Mm -hmm. for sure. I think that's it. That's so I'm gonna just go with that. That was really good. I can't think of anything. I mean, there are others, but like, yeah, the only thing I'm thinking of is like in relationship to God. Mm-hmm. So like the people that God called His friends, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like He was closer to some, and mm-hmm. there's a lot in the Old Testament and obviously um, New Testament as well. But mm-hmm. I just noticed that even because in my Bible reading now, I'm mm-hmm. seeing that with like Abraham and Moses oh, and yeah. just how the Lord defended them mm-hmm. in different ways, but like he was very like straight up, like, hey, I that's my friend. Like I chose that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who you are. But <laughs> but when Moses, I think it was like some people from the camp of like maybe the Levites or something, mm-hmm. like they were pretty much questioning Moses. Like, yeah. who are you? Like like God can talk to all of us. Like mm-hmm. he's we're chosen too. Like you're not special. Mm-hmm. And then Moses is like, tomorrow we'll see. We'll let the Lord show you, like who is his chosen person, you know. Yeah. And then God spoke for Moses, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Ooh. I'm like, can you imagine? Your friend will speak on your behalf. Come on, please. He will speak for you. So, oh so, wow. There's a lot. I'm sure, like you're saying, like there's other people. There are, but those. But, I think, yeah, the relationship yeah. in God and man. I think that really? those are probably the biggest ones. Yeah. Because even when you said about like, um even like Abraham or Moses, I think about um, even when, oh, let me make sure I'm getting my stuff <laughs> straight. Even when the Israelites were like complaining, mm-hmm. they were only saved mm-hmm. through the friendship. Come on. Because had they not, if he did not have a good relationship yeah. with God, I'm sure they would have been immediately yeah. just disintegrated. Like you ain't even. They were. Yeah, at one point. Girl, we about to go on a whole <laughs> Go, girl. Okay. No, there, at one point, they had gotten God so upset, mm-hmm. like the Lord was getting ready to wipe them out. Yeah. And I think it was right after that portion when they were like talking to Moses, like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And the Lord's like, I'm just taking them out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just wipe them out. 
And Moses cried out and was yes. like, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had, mer- like, his heart was broken for the Israelites. Even he though wanted, that- right, he wanted them to have mercy, but if you, like, if you read it, like, Moses was mad too. Yeah, he was. He was just acting out of, I feel like that was just pure love. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. because he didn't have to save them. No. Even with them complaining, being jealous, whatever it may be, his relationship with God. Yeah. I, they were only saved through Moses and, and God's friendship. Yeah. Seriously, the relationship they had. Mm. And imagine just how much you can be shielded. But that's why I think it's so important. I'm sorry, it's going to go right back to, to having those good friends. Because imagine you needing some type of, you know, um, like people praying for you or you need mm-hmm. someone to reach out to God for you. Like you're just maybe you're just not strong enough right now. Yeah. If you have those people that are surrounding you that are strong enough, that do have that relationship with God, that makes a huge difference for you. They may be able to get a prayer through that you could not get through. Yeah. So, like, even just that. Wow. I, please. Come on. Too many directions. Come on. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. There's so many ways you can go with this, I'm telling you. But I still believe it goes back to the core of just when you surround yourself with those people from God, there is no way that his blessing can't be on your life. And not just yours, but those people that are connected to you. Yeah. They were connected to Moses and they were spared. So I think just connection, I'm telling you. And that's like, you can't be alone. Because that's why I I feel like that's where I was at one point. I'm just like, I don't really need friends. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. That's not a necessity. But like, when you do get those good friends, it it proves to be so helpful. It makes things easier. Like, it lightens your load, honestly, like low key. If if they're draining you, obviously, that'll (sighs) tell for itself. But like... Well, you get the to bear one another's burdens or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. It does lighten the load, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. So, man, important. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna close out before we just ramble on. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Carla, of course, for coming. It's an honor. Well, not coming. I came to you, but. But yes, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope that you guys are able to tune in to another episode of the MSK Project. I will see you guys soon.